Hello, friends. Well, before we begin this podcast, I need to say thank you to my sweet wife for her patience and for her <laughs> understanding. Here's the problem, folks. We're we, on the struggle bus today. <laughs> we recorded this podcast, and uh, when I went to uh, upload it to the person who edits the podcast, I accidentally deleted it. That's right. It went to be with Jesus. Oh, I deleted it. So it's okay. We're having to redo this podcast, and uh, thank you, honey, for your patience and your understanding. Of course. Are you kidding? As many flub ups as I do on this and retakes, I think it's you know, your turn. I think that's the first time I've deleted a podcast. Now I have I have done a podcast without putting the chip upon which we record the podcast <laughs> in the motherboard, and we've had to redo that. That was special, but. I've never had, I've never actually deleted the podcast. So thanks, honey, for your patience. Anyway, it's okay. Hello, church leaders and followers of Jesus. Okay. Again. Again. I've got a question for you all. Are you in a church that desperately needs a vision for the future? Does your church know where it's going, what it wants to accomplish in the next three to five years or so? Well, in this episode, well, let's talk about the last episode first. In the last episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, we unequivocally stated that your church does need a vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, every church does. Every church needs a clear and compelling vision of what they believe God is calling them to be and do in the years to come. Don't you agree, hon? Amen to that. And in that episode, we discussed several benefits of having a vision It was episode number one in a new podcast series we've entitled Vision Casting for Your Church that we talked about that. And by the way, regarding that podcast, we received the kindest, most encouraging email from one of our listeners, didn't we? Mm -hmm. In fact, here's what he said. Thank you for this series on vision. The church needs this desperately. So many congregations have lost their vision. Most of us are just in maintenance mode mode, just hoping we'll have the number next week that we've had last week, and maybe a few more. We have no evangelism plan, no challenging yet realistic goals, no real faith in God to grow spiritually or numerically. We just want to continue to exist, but we have low hopes. May God work mightily through you to accomplish his purposes. The first episode was excellent, and I look forward to the coming episodes. Thank you so much, dear listener, for that encouragement. It really meant a lot to us. And our belief is that, you know, our listener may likely be well describing most churches when he said most of us are in maintenance mode, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And if there are church leaders who are listening to this podcast, and you just heard that email from that California listener, and it sounded familiar, it sounded familiar to your church, that's a pretty good Mm -hmm. sign that your church does indeed need a vision. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you know, step one in the vision casting process is no doubt to become convinced of the need for a vision. Mm -hmm. In this episode today, we want to briefly discuss step two in the vision casting process. Step two is to determine who will cast the vision, who will do it. That's right. This is a big question. (laughs) And this next question, church leaders 
will need to answer is this question, who will be responsible for casting a vision for our church? Who will be given the charge of setting goals for the future of our church? So important. Yeah. And I think the first thing that we can say to answer that question is that discerning a church's vision needs to be a collaborative process. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Let's, let's, let's unpack that a yeah. little bit more. Okay. Well, I mean that discerning a vision for the future needs to be done by a team. It, it does not mm-hmm. need to be done by just one person. Right. Well, I guess we should qualify that. One person should definitely take the lead in the process, but that person needs to involve others. We've known churches that ask their preacher or lead minister to craft a vision, but that preacher talked to others and got their input before bringing the vision to the church. It was a team that cast the vision, but that team was led by the preacher or by the lead minister. So we're saying that vision casting should certainly be a collaborative process done Mm -hmm. by a team. Yeah, I can see several good reasons for selecting a team to cast the vision because you're going to want and need the whole leadership team to be on board with pursuing God's vision for your church. And I don't know of a better way to do that than by involving the whole leadership team in the process from the ground up. Yes, and as one of the Proverbs states, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Indeed, many heads are better than one. Right. So if a church is looking to a team to paint a vision for the future, who should be on that team? You mentioned the importance of the lead minister or the preacher, and I'm sure he should be on that team. But who else would you you recommend being on that team? Good question. Well, yes, for sure, your lead minister should be on that team. Mm -hmm. I mean, his presence is so very important. After all, he will be the face of that vision. He has more face time than anyone else in the church. So the church needs to see that he is on board with the vision and that he is leading the way. You know, he will need to champion the vision and he will need to rally the troops mm-hmm. as it were. So he, he will be the one they should be hearing from about this vision because he's up there. Right, talking. right. He definitely needs to be on the team then and leading the team. Mm -hmm. And I think then we would say that some of the church's stakeholders should be on that vision casting team as well. So as you select that team and put that team together, look to those who have a vested interest in the health and growth of the church. And those people may be titled. They may be leaders who wear a title like elders or ministry staff persons But they will also include stakeholders who don't wear a particular title. You know, every church has key leaders who don't necessarily wear a title. And some of those key leaders who just sit in the pews, those people need to be on this team as well. Oh, I couldn't agree more because, you know, sometimes there are great spiritual leaders in the pews. They don't wear a title, but boy, they really are great leaders who, who could cast a vision. And, I mean, when you think about getting this group of people together, how many would you say should be on this vision casting team? Because I'm pretty sure you don't want to just throw it open to who wants to show up at a congregational meeting and they'll be on the team. That just 
makes me a little nauseous to think of that <laughs> because it'd be get difficult to get much work done if it's too big or you have the wrong people on the team. On the other hand, it seems to me you want a cross section of the church represented on this team, don't you? So how many people would you recommend be on this team? Because that's a big order to fill. Well, I'm glad you mentioned, honey, that you don't want to throw it open to those who would volunteer for the team. No, no, you, you don't want to make this team just a team of of people who said, yeah, I'll serve on that team. You want to select, you want to handpick mm-hmm. the members of this particular team. And as for the number, well, we tell churches that 8 to 12 people on this vision casting team is a good number. You are right. You don't want so many on the team that it becomes unmanageable. Mm-hmm. And eventually, these team members will need to come together. They'll need to find some level of consensus on a vision. And it's a lot harder to come to team consensus when you have more than 12 or 15 people on the team. So we have found that 8 to 12 on this team is a viable number. Mm-hmm. I think that is coincides with what is recommended for just most groups right. that are effective and productive. Right. Well, I think we should also talk about the kind of people that churches should look for on this team. We mentioned earlier that some of the team members should be stakeholders or chicken holders, whichever one you want. That was really bad. Some should be from the leadership team, certainly the ministry staff. We also mentioned that the team should represent a cross-section of the church. Right. The team should should represent a cross-section of the church. So on this team, you want youngers and olders. Uh, those are probably not uh, two legitimate Don't know if words. I've met a youngers yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the point is, you need a diversity of age on this team. Mm-hmm. You you want a team that is composed of both men and women, and you want a team that is composed of the diverse members of the church. So, for example, the racial makeup of the church should be considered mm-hmm. when selecting team members. The aim is to get a diverse group together that might represent different views in the church, different age groups, and so forth. Above all, we would say that some of the people on this team need to be big picture thinkers. Okay, They've got to be dreamers. There are people who don't get lost in the weeds or who are just the detailed nuts and bolts people, but people that can think out of the box, they're visionary. They can imagine what God can do through them, and they're not restricted by what they have done or what they can't do. It's big picture that just get excited thinking about what God can do and lead them to do yes. in their place of worship. Visionaries. Visionary. Boy, we need more visionaries in the church, don't mm-hmm. we? We do. And you know, in our experience, visionaries are few and far between. But, and you wonder why that is. Well, yeah, maybe so. Maybe we've discouraged visionaries. We Maybe we've discouraged innovation. Mm-hmm. in the past and so we have lost those who are able to dream and think outside the mm-hmm. box mm-hmm. but you're right a church needs to identify some of their visionaries to serve on this team absolutely at least some of the people if not most of the people on the vision casting team they need to be creative thinkers and again let's hammer it we got to have the dreamers the people who are able to open their minds to the potential in a church and what god might do in a church They've got to be able to think beyond themselves and quit limiting God and get excited about being a part of God's work. It's not asking God to be a part of our work. Right. 
You're kind of getting excited over there, well, aren't you? Well, I am. I'm just getting a little worked up. Well, you know, when people talk about vision in the church, it does develop a lot of excitement. I'm telling you, that has been some of the most almost emotional and exciting pieces of working with churches is to watch some of these ministry teams get together and just get wound up and their hair's on fire and they're just imagining and dreaming and thinking about how that church can grow and have a vision and reach the community. It's been so really kind of emotional to watch them do that. Of course, we're not suggesting anyone light their hair on fire, but I think we know what you mean. And you're right. When you put a group of Christians in a room and you turn them loose to think about the future, oh my, enthusiasm, excitement comes to the front. That should not scare us, but no. some reason it does. No. Anyway. And you know, I think too, honey, when we think about criteria uh, that should apply to those who serve on this team, I think we should add that team members should be able to get along with one another. I mean, you don't want to pack this team with people who have a difficult time getting along with their brothers and sisters, obviously. You don't want a group of naysayers on this team who can't get along. Well, let's process that a little more. (laughs) Okay, just think about this. We've got a diverse group on this vision casting team. We've got people from different ages, your youngers and your olders on that team, and you've got You've got different cultures, different ethnicities. You've got men and women. You have people with a long history at this church, some that are new members to this church. You're going to have people with different perspectives that don't align with each other and actually may have a little conflict going on there. Leave it to you to force me to qualify my statement, which of course needs to be qualified. You're very welcome. (laughs) I'm talking about people who, who... Yes, they need to disagree with each other. In fact, you, you want disagreement. Yeah, you do. You want, it. You want, you want a, a diverse, uh, a diverse uh, list of ideas coming out. You want a diversity of opinions and a diversity of viewpoints. And you want people to feel free to express their ideas. So, yes, promote disagreement, but we're not looking for disagreeable people. There you go. Okay. okay. Disagreeable people. We're not looking for groupthink. But neither are we looking for people who just are disagreeable about every idea that comes mm-hmm. out. Oh, we can't do that. Oh, we tried that and didn't work. Oh, we haven't tried that, so we don't want to take that risk. Just no, 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 negative, 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 disagreeable people. That's what we don't want mm-hmm. on the vision casting mm-hmm. team. I mean, I didn't want us to Pollyanna that where you have to have people that get along because we have to define what getting along means. Okay. That doesn't mean that you can't disagree with each other because everybody has a different perspective in life. Your social economic background shapes your perspective so much and we need to hear both sides of that and in the middle. It's we're just talking about the willingness to listen to each other and to have be willing to have a difference of opinion and be okay with it. And for the sake of the body, you're going to consider it and talk your way through it. In other words, we got to figure out how to have healthy conflict. Okay. Because oftentimes, if we're afraid to speak, because we will be seen as promoting disunity or we will be disagreeable, then what happens is the the dominant person takes over and rules the day. That's not ever good for a church. So we don't want groupthink, and we don't want everybody to acquiesce. We want there to be, and we don't want knockdown dragouts and blood on the carpet. We want people to be able to share their perspectives and have a way to talk through that because it makes us better people 
to hear what others' perspectives are. Well said. Well said. Well, moving on, I mean, obviously, I guess we can say, obviously, that this whole process has to be covered in prayer, especially this beginning. It's got to have a lot of prayer about who should be asked to serve on this team, and then lots of prayer among the team members individually as a, and as a group themselves. No doubt about that. Just pray, pray, pray. I mean, before you even select the team, pray for God to give you direction on who right. should be on this team. And once you've consulted God, and once you've discussed the composition of this team, it's time then to ask these people to serve. And what you want to do is you want to go to these people face-to-face and ask for their help. Our suggestion is that you sell the vision of vision casting to these individuals. Don't do it over the phone. Don't do it in a text or an email. Do it person-to-person. Do some shoulder-tapping. And when you go to these people, tell them how much they are needed to put this vision together. Tell them how you feel they are especially suited to serve on this team. Ask them to give it serious consideration. Ask them to pray about this request. There's no need to make a quick decision. Assure them of that. Give them plenty of time to make the decision. But ask them face-to-face for their help. And tell them people have been praying for them and are continuing to pray for them. I I just love that, how you approach people and talk to them. So, hon, we've talked about the need to select a vision casting team to craft a picture of what the future of a church might look like. We've talked about the need to make this a collaborative process and the composition of the team. What next? Okay. Well, in our next episode, we want to talk about the importance of beginning this process with prayer, as we've already done a little bit, actually immersing the process in prayer. And we also want to talk about the difference between mission and vision and how the vision casting team needs to understand this difference before they get into their work of brainstorming. Mm -hmm. Excellent. That's such an important distinction between the mission and vision, and I look forward to us talking about that on the next podcast in this series. Before we go, we want to announce a new master class that we will be starting on Thursday, October 12th on vision casting. We want to offer some personal help to you church leaders who see the need to cast a vision for your church. It's not easy. It's a difficult task, and we'd like to help you. The class will be a six-week interactive online class that will meet once a week. So the class will go from October 12 through November 16th. The class is free, and we are looking for, oh, 10 to 15 people at the most who would like to join us in this deeper dive into vision casting for your church. So we need to hear from you ASAP if you are interested in this resource. To add your name to our interest list, just go to our website at effectivechurchleaders.com and sign up there. Again, If you would like to add your name to an interest list for this six-week class that will begin on October the 12th, class on vision casting, just go to our website at EffectiveChurchLeaders.com and sign up now. Well, that's all for this week, folks. We thank you once again for joining us for the Effective Church Leaders podcast, and we hope to see you again in just a couple of weeks. May God bless you and your church. 